Hello and welcome to episode four of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church with Nick and Mary Franks. This is season two, of course, for those of you who are joining for the first time. You might have uh, 14 or 15 other episodes that you might want to go and listen to, but this is season two and we're into it now, week four, and we're, we're kind of plowing through a big thought about work for reformers. The first season we called Simply Chaos, looking at the chaos of the church and really was a nod to the overall tagline of this podcast, which is breaching the chaos of the church. Um, this second season, however, we, we're wanting to look at something called work for reformers, and that will be the overarching uh, umbrella type of title, really, for the whole of this season, however many episodes and for however months that continues to be. We're not sure yet. But in the initial stages, as you'll know, if you've been listening, the 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 initial touch point, as it were, for us thinking about work for reformers um, is the prophetic. So we've kind of got these sub layers of meaning. We've got breaching the chaos of the church. That's the that's the kind of top level. Then for this, for season two, it's work for reformers. And then certainly for the first few weeks, as we're still in this, going to be very much looking and thinking about the prophetic. And this week, as you'll remember, as we mentioned last week in our testimonies about the relationship between the prophetic and the shifting sands um, and foundations of relationships, you'll know that we mentioned that we were going to be doing some teaching. That's certainly one of the things we want to feature more in this season of the podcast. It's great to have guests, and we enjoyed that very much in season one. We're going to be having some guests, which I'll mention in a minute, in this season for sure. But we also want to have some decent, meaty uh, biblical teaching um, to accompany that I th- what I think is a very important subject, namely the prophetic. And that was uh, one of the things we mentioned last week, and we are going to be doing that in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stick with us on that. Don't think we've forgotten that. We haven't. But there's a reason why Mary's not here this week. It's just myself. Mary's getting ready to get back into her teaching zone. She's a For those of you who don't know, Mary's a French teacher, um, so she's getting ready to do that. But one of the reasons we've not quite had time to get into the teaching as much as we wanted to is because we've been preparing another project over the last kind of four to six weeks now. So it's it's been going on for a little while. We've kept it quiet. Um, but we want to just make an announcement this week in this podcast about that. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're the very first people to hear about it. So um, I don't know blow up a balloon or something or you know have a glass of whiskey or something I don't know what you do when you celebrate have a coffee um but I'll come to that in a minute but the the no 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 I'll come to that now actually because um I've I've whetted your appetite and I don't want to leave you hanging basically we've over the last four to six weeks we've been um we had for those of you don't know we had a month off in June that's really when season one of this podcast finished and then we started just to have a little bit of time to draw aside with Jesus in prayer and as it were away from the front line of social media a lot of the stuff we tend to do gets um generates quite a lot of activity activity online so it can be quite all-consuming dealing with that hence having four or five weeks off over the summer which have have been very fruitful for us but one of the things that we I felt particularly um, through that period was a disquiet about social media now we, we all know we've heard umpteen times about the pros and the cons of social media and most of us if not all of us will have had periods where we've announced to all and sundry that we're having a break and um, 
etc. Now that's good and that's understandable, but I think I've had a more foundational concern about social media over the last few years, which is that is to say that, for example, last year I, I felt um, the Holy Spirit showed me very clearly to get off Twitter. And Twitter, there's lots of if you think about all the big platform, big social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or um, Instagram, or some of the others that I've never used. Each of them have their own peculiar cultures. And 2019, I felt very clearly the Lord wanted me to come away from Twitter. Now, this isn't to say, by the way, that everybody listening to this, I think you should. I'm just telling you, um, just explaining my journey, our journey together as a couple. Now, Twitter, that went in 2019. And then as I had this sabbatical with Mary together... um, that involved time completely away from Facebook. And in coming back into that, I just felt that the Lord was wanting me to permanently come away from Facebook. And that's something that I've um, thought about over the over the last few years, actually. But one of the reasons why we've not, well, I've not come to that decision is because there's obviously really good positive benefits from being on Facebook. Facebook, I think, is the number one social media platform. I think most people know that. Um, lots of good things from being on Facebook and being involved and indeed many people who we perhaps are in touch with now that we might not have been were it not for Facebook but I had felt that the the cons of um, doing this thing called Christian community on Facebook had begun to outweigh any benefits and um, the, na- the nagging sense I had was um, was that just the, the the benefits you you know not to throw all the good things away for the sake of the bad however uh, um this sabbatical i felt very clearly that it was time to to say goodbye to facebook and that wasn't actually with a view to doing anything in replace of that well it certainly wasn't with a view to starting a you know another social media platform and just doing something there but as it worked out the the prompting of the spirit was was very much to just axe Facebook and just um, it's a nonsense to think that God needs us to have Facebook in order for for His purposes to be outworked in our lives and so um, all that to say that over the last um, month or so, Mary and I have felt very clearly led to launch a new app, uh, a new community app to serve an online community of faith, particularly around radical preparation for the return of Christ. So in other words, those who are serious about recognizing the chaos of the church and wanting to be involved one way or another in the breach of that, seeing the false structural institutional um, obstructive walls of religion and legalism and what we call Christian denominationalism smashed in order that the kingdom of heaven, that Jesus and John the Baptist and so on and so on, we're pronouncing repent for the kingdom of heaven is near now we're so we're launching a new app that's that's the um that's the news and it's called jesus come um with an exclamation mark there's a reason for that exclamation mark that maybe will become clearer in the weeks ahead and as i say one of the reasons this hasn't perhaps happened before now is because of the cost involved in that one of the if not the main reason that facebook soars into the prominence that it has is because of course it's a free service you don't have to pay to use it and the nearest um platform you might have to pay something like 50 pounds a month in order to use that so most people just understandably in one way choose to use facebook for free instead of spending 50 quid now that's not even for an app that's for a web browser and it's um 
be a little bit like for those of you who use the, the app of Facebook instead of the on your browser is that's what it would be like it'd be like using Facebook on your browser on your phone so so we're not wanting to scrimp and we're not wanting to make um, compromises on quality so we're going for the app and that's our vision so it's a co- it's called Jesus come and really what it's going to be is an online community to facilitate well just that community there'll be lots of content on there and we'll host other people it won't just be about marrying myself it will be initially obviously but to get it off the ground but it's very much about creating an online community where people can have all the benefits of Facebook but none of the negatives and for those of you who are perhaps not really aware of what the negatives are let me just mention a couple um one of them would be to do with um security and data now I'm not naive I'm I'm not naive enough to think that anything online is safe. Of course, in one sense, it's not. And um, we shouldn't tie ourselves up in knots about that. We should obviously be wise. Um, but the whole the whole thing is well documented. Just Google it um, and do a little bit of research. Facebook's, um, should we say, lacking policies around data sharing and security and the breaches side of things. So that's that's the first thing. It's one of the things that have, has been a concern to me. But the number one thing that's been a concern to me is the whole thing of vetting. Um, if you are a... And again, this touches on the whole thing of being a prophetic messenger, which you can't be... Pro- a guy called Mal Fletcher once said, and I always remember this. He's an Australian guy, very, very sharp, intellectual guy. He does uh, content online called Edges, if you want to look him up, called Mal Fletcher, M-A-L Fletcher. He's an Australian and it's called Edges. Anyway, he once said that you can't be prophetically correct and be politically correct. Or say it the other way. You can't be politically correct and be prophetically correct. In other words, if you're going to be serious about being a prophetic messenger, following God, following the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, soul, and mind, you're going to come into a sharp conflict very quickly with the political spirit of the age. And on Facebook, as with all other social media platforms there is a very um strict uh vetting of what kind of content is considered to be appropriate and not appropriate loving or not loving and ultimately acceptable and not acceptable and so for me for mary and i it's no longer acceptable for online christian community to be synonymous with facebook when it's being vetted in that way facebook in a, in a way it has this kind of at its at its root as regards to the christian the relationship between facebook and the christian is by nature it has a, a diluting controlling um effect which is to which actually encourages the fear of man in many ways because if you start to express yourself on facebook well, what's going to happen who's going to see it who might that be reported to what happens if some of your friends don't like it what happens if some of your friends leave a really nasty comment or something? Something like that. And so I think the conclusion we've come to is that online Christian community can no longer be synonymous with just Facebook. There has to be another way. And of course, there is another way. And that's what we're launching by way of this new Jesus Come community app. And it's going to be all of the best bits of Facebook minus all of the worst bits. It's going to be the emphasis is certainly not on in growing it as large as it can be. It's the emphasis of it is on engagement. And I won't go into any more of the detail now because we're going to launch that this, um, God willing, this coming Saturday or Sunday. So you'll be listening to this probably on Friday if you're tracking with the podcast. So that's all coming out. So 
if you could do a couple of things for us firstly share this podcast we say that every week and i think everybody who does a podcast tends to say it every week or youtube or whatever but um we we do have quite a few people listening to this, this podcast and we are so grateful for that but we also know that there are a heap of people who have no idea about it and sometimes it just takes a couple of strategic shares um however you want to do that is up to you word of mouth you want to, you might want to email somebody or whatever um but go ahead and do that for us please share it tell a couple of people about it um particularly those who you might think it will be helpful for and the other thing is if you go on to firebrandnotes.com that's my 14 year old blog it's been going for a while now you can see um you can see more information on Fibra Notes, but there's a way there of subscribing to the mailing list. Now, that's where you'll get the advance notice about this new Jesus Come app and how to get involved in that project. We're, we're basically raising support for that. And we know that other ministries around the world in, in the States and so on are already doing that. I've done that um, for a number of years, actually. So in some ways, we're playing catch up with this. But so share the podcast with a couple of friends just so they know about it and then go on to firebrandnotes.com and subscribe to our mailing list which will enable you to get all of the information when it comes out on Saturday of this week. So guys we hope that's really exciting for you because certainly if I had the option if somebody else had provided um, a community app that would replace Facebook um, I would have a number of years ago I would have been really grateful for that I think there's great stuff that's achieved through Facebook but I think this is the important thing I want everybody to hear is that the time is very 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 quickly coming where Facebook will almost be useless if you mean seriously to pursue the things of Jesus the coming king with any degree of seriousness it's going to be increasingly unpopular and those who follow the messianic coming king the one who is coming to rule and reign the one who's coming with not a My Little Pony, but he's coming with a sword coming out of his mouth. And Jesus comes to make war. Now, Jesus is coming as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so those who are prophetic messengers, forerunners, possessed by the Spirit of God, they are. you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to be fruitful on Facebook for much longer. Um, so get involved with this. We hope it's a blessing. The The app will be free to download, but we're looking to raise support to actually pay for that on an annual basis. And that costs a little bit of money. So um, it doesn't, if everybody did a little bit, it wouldn't cost us more than a, you know, a pizza um, for the whole year. So it's not a lot, but anyway, check it out. The information will be coming out via MailChimp. And as I say, you can log in to that as it were, or connect with that via Firebrand Notes. Really excited to mention that next week we'll be joined by Christopher Mante. Christopher is a pastor in a church in America, but he's also very much involved on online ministry and um, he runs something called End Time Church and he's been way ahead of the game with this. He and friends um, set up End Time Church and made an app available a number of years ago. So talking of being prophetic and ahead of the game, that is certainly the case with Christopher and we'll be massively blessed to be in his company next week, learning about his, his uh, the lessons he, they've learned and so on. I believe this is going to be something that's much more common moving forwards, by the way. Um, so look out for Christopher next week. And then following that, we're going to be joined by one of our closest friends, a guy called Seamus Bannon. Now, unfortunately, Seamus supports Man United, but it's important to overlook that, guys. It's important to, to be gracious. Um, I can't really tell you, Mary and I as a couple can't really express how much we appreciate Seamus and Sarah and a lot of affection and love for them both and 
I won't. I don't want to preempt that conversation too much, and I'll let Seamus share with you all himself. But suffice to say, that's going to be very much picking up on the overarching theme of work for reformers and what it means to be prophetic. So look out. That's a couple of weeks. So we have two two um, two weeks of guests coming up, and we're going to be having this teaching on one Corinthians um, and Ephesians. In the meantime, now I want to leave you guys today with two book recommendations without wanting to get too um, homeworky with you. But it's there's plenty of time for you to get these books just to help accompany some of the teaching that we'll be focusing on in this season of the podcast. Um, two of the books that Mary and I have been massively helped by and I think will shape your biblical inquiry about this whole thing. We're not wanting to make books and so on whoever's written it we don't want that to be the main thing we want the bible to be obviously so the first the first book is a book by mike bickle called growing in the prophetic this is a book that i picked up years ago after being uh, after visiting international house of prayer um mike bickle he handles this subject massively sensitively now the reasons why i say that i don't want to go into any each of the books or give a kind of overview of it. i just want to mention it so if you wanted to get hold of them you could do that and track with us so that, but he deals very sensitively with um some of the some of the difficulties on a pastoral level with growing in, a, in with the whole thing of prophetic and how that works out so we're going to be focusing on as i say 1 corinthians and ephesians 4 his book is brilliant for that but more as a as a kind of chunky book now it is a little bit chunky it would it's going to require a little bit more hard work if you're not natural um, naturally a, a reader but it's a book by a gentleman called Wayne Grudem okay now this book again I picked this up probably about 10 years ago while I was in London um, funnily enough for a conference about the prophetic and John Piper had come across to speak Terry Virgo was there and Wayne Grudem I think was also there now it was a it was a fascinating conference because you had a mixture of you know we've mentioned in recent weeks about cessationism guys who don't believe that the gift of prophecy works today at all and then you've got guys like terry virgo who would be a charismatic reformed um in the in the kind of charismatic reformed camp he was there as well who believes something radically different so it was fascinating on one level but anyway this book i I picked this book up um in 2010 so it's it's called the gift of prophecy in the new testament and today the gift of prophecy in the new testament and today and that's by a guy called wayne grudem so mike bickle growing in the prophetic get hold of that if you can and the gift of prophecy in the in the new testament and today that's by wayne grudem both of those would be very very useful indeed in accompaniment to the word of god so I hope that I hope that whets your appetite for the next couple of weeks, explains a little bit why we're not doing the teaching this week and also excites you for something coming to cinemas near you soon, as they say, coming to your smartphones soon. Jesus Come is the real the real banner over our lives together, Mary and I, and I believe the emerging reforming church in this at this point in history and Jesus is coming we know he's coming and yet so often even with those of us who have that as a signature burden how often is it that we don't actually find ourselves living in practical expression of that stated belief I can certainly testify to that even as a frustration sometimes that we know that he's coming we know that he's calling forth reformers those who are prepared to run the gauntlet of being misunderstood as being a as as being one who might even 
um, be anti the church, those who are going to be faithful with all of their heart, soul and strength to the coming king in advance of his return, whether in our lifetime or not. That's what it's all about. And this app, for the sake of a relatively small amount of money, we're wanting to come to the come to the fore so that people can download that and start experiencing online community as God means us to. Now, don't you think God has something to say? Don't you think Jesus as the coming king has something to say about how online tech is used in 2020 moving forwards at this point in history? The world has changed. The church has changed. COVID has come and things have got to change. It's important for me just to leave this with you as the final thing I want to say before I pray, which is to say that the time has now come where online Christian community can no longer be wholly synonymous with Facebook. And 99% of the church, 99% of the time, guys, it is synonymous with Facebook. And there is so much wasted time, nonsense and control that goes on time. It's time for that to stop. So look out for that info. Share with a friend. Check out the MailChimp. I hope that makes sense. Drop us a line if any of it needs clarifying. But I want to just pray now. Lord Jesus, we want to... We've just been speaking about you and you've been listening and you're so pleased, you're so you're so moved when we think about you, when we speak about you, when we come before you, when we call to you, when we lift our arms and cry Abba. Lord, we thank you for the exclamation that we find in the New Testament in regards to your spirit that we can cry Abba with exclamation as though at the top of our lungs and that's what we want to do in the rest of this year and moving forwards Lord we want there to be a diminishing gap between this stated focus of our lives that you're coming and that we want to be radically preparing ourselves and others as many as possible we want to see a diminishing gap between that stated belief and that stated conviction and our practical living our weekly relationships, our weekly meditations, the way that we're growing before you in holiness and in fruitfulness. And so, Lord, we pray now together for whoever's listening to this podcast that there would be a quote-unquote much more fruitfulness of John 15 for each of us, particularly in this area of being prophetic and being forerunners and being messengers, of being faithful, praying. We're praying and we're looking for the fruitfulness, Lord, as we move forwards and we pray now and we commit the work of End Time Church with Christopher Mante and the guys in the States who are pioneering so many quality things. We pray for them and pray that you bless them, establish the work of their hands, bless them, encourage them, provide for them, Lord. And we pray for others around the world, other countries, other groups that need to make this step as well to find a, a genuine, a serious, a better alternative to Facebook, to social media platforms, secular and so on, Lord, that there would be alternative options coming forth that provide exactly the type of online community that we need in order to grow together, radically preparing for your return, Jesus. And we look to you now and we say above all things, come, come soon. We love you. We miss you. There is nothing we want more than to be with you. And we all pray, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Shalom, shalom.
Guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church. Look forward next week to meeting with Christopher Mante from the States. He's going to drop a whole load of wisdom and inspiration about what it means to be an online community. So much wisdom and experience from one of the finest fellows I've ever met, Christopher Mante. And then following that, we're going to be into more teaching. So get those books if you can. Dig into Ephesians and 1 Corinthians particularly. And then we're going to be hearing from Seamus Bannon the week after that. So look forward to that. Maranatha, Maranatha, Maranatha. Thank you.